Ever since the Stonewall riots ignited the modern LGBTQ plus rights movement in 1969, most major cities have had pride parades every year until the COVID pandemic of 2020, where it was all put on pause. This year will be the first pride parade we've had in two years. And while we're still concerned over COVID, there's now also the worry over violence. Like recently in Idaho, where a van full of fascist militia were ready to harm people celebrating pride. Today, our pal Jack Ryan, host of the 10% show that ran on Chicago Cable Access in the late 80s and early 90s, joins us to take a look at the changing face of pride and the new challenges we face this year as millions and millions of people gather once again to celebrate sexual and gender diversity and wear lots and lots of glitter. Plus, Texas Republicans' platform calls LGBTQ life an abnormal lifestyle choice. And Sir Elton John announces his retirement, saying, I'll never forget you. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Can you hear me? Yeah, what are you doing? I had my headset on, but I heard you, but you didn't hear me. Just speak into the phone. Just like a person. Good, 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 good. <laughs> now, do we have to redo the... Yeah, of do course. We have to redo the Just intro? pretend like you okay. answered the phone. Just give yourself a pause Bye. and say, Toodaloo, it's Jack, <laughs> Uncle Jack Ryan. All right, let's take a pause. Okay. Hello, this is Jack. Hi, Jack. That is not how I asked you to say hello. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Oh, happy Pride. All of, sudden, all of a sudden, I have to be Quentin Crisp. Is that it? <laughs> Quentin Crisp in real life was not. This is Quentin Crisp. What was he? He was like, This is Quentin Crisp, and I abhor people. <laughs> Actually met him. Boring did. people. Yeah, I met uh, Quentin Crisp uh, several times actually, and I was like, "This old gay guy will not die." <laughs> he was like a hundred <laughs> years old, and and people were like, "Quentin Crisp, meet Fausto Fernos," and I was just like, "Oh, it's such an honor to meet a legend like you." And he's like, "Yes, I'm yes. sure you are very pleased." To meet me too. <laughs> <laughs> I heard his apartment was really cluttered and dusty. Yeah, it's like ours. I was <laughs> like mine. I was gonna say uh, there was an art installation where they totally recreated his little studio in all of its clutter. I think that's wonder. why I knew it was dirty because of that. <laughs> exactly. Well, he he also had a motto. He had a motto like everything can only get so dirty, so why bother cleaning? Oh, mm. that's uh, somebody who's suffering from depression. For me, Mark and I, we live a lavish Hollywood lifestyle. It's like the Playboy Mansion, yes. but poor. <laughs> I see. <laughs> and without the uh, nice Bill Cosby. Analogy. Yeah, without the exploitation, violence, and criminal activity. That's to put it politely. Did you watch any of that A&E series about Playboy? The I wasn't Playboy able Empire to. And able to. No, but we did discover that uh, uh, Hugh swung both ways. Oh, he, yeah. he did admit to yeah. having sex before like with a man, but he said it wasn't really something that interested him. But uh, it, it, we, we know that yes. it did interest him. But I noticed this, like, you know, if you're doing a lot of drugs, yeah. 
you're going to have sex with whoever's in front of you. Like Richard Pryor had sex with uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. And we know this because yeah. Quincy oh, Jones saw it happen. Right. And even and his Jones, wife at the time. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Quincy Jones has gone through so many horrible things. He had to deal with all those celebrities for We Are the World USA for Africa. <laughs> And oh, you know, when they decades. filmed that, it was at four, five, six in the morning. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It was after the American Music Awards. So these, these celebrities are high on drugs, half <laughs> asleep, and Quincy Jones is like, let's do another take. And Michael Jackson exactly. is like, is an amazing musician. And he's like patiently helping all the artists like Huey Lewis sing their lines. And Huey Lewis could not pronounce mm -hmm. like the words. Really, I never knew that. He yeah. he's having a, a lot of uh, mental problems right now. Who is Huey Lewis? I can't. Oh yeah, he's very sick. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. So sorry to hear that. I I always need a new drug. drug. So what did you learn from the Hugh yeah, Hefner oh. series that you watched? Oh my God, it's so harrowing. I need a therapist after watching it. I'm telling you, it is absolutely horrifying it's really? like things that went on in nazi germany oh it's so horrible and they name names too it's oh, like wow. oh no even don cornelius who i used to love and i met him and from I'm soul like, train not, uh, yes not, uh, you have to pronounce he was it a the monster soul <laughs> train <laughs> train <laughs> We watched that every Saturday for a, for years. Oh yeah, and years and years. we grew up on that. That and American Bandstand. <laughs> oh god, gotcha. yeah. Well, Solid gold dancers. Oh, that was oh, more in the eighties. Yeah, well, that's you know that's when I was coming up. <laughs> so uh, Quentin yes. Crisp. Yes. Who was Quentin Crisp? Yes. Who was he? he was a the famous naked civil servant. Civil servant. Yes, it's what he yeah. called himself. Civil servant, mm -hmm. which is a very polite right. way of saying. That was sex the worker. name of his book. Yes, was called the naked civil servant. But it's also like a euphemism. Well, they also turned it into a TV series, or at least uh, they adapted it to a presentation for British television, starring John Hurt, not the kiss of the Spider Woman, but the guy from Aliens. Uh, it's no? the other one from uh, Aliens. The oh. Alien. The the one who gets the, the alien. The one in the with the exactly. The, so before he <laughs> the one where a, the alien burst forth. Before the alien burst out of his stomach, he played Quentin Crisp. Yes. Or maybe even after. Yes. The the naked civil servant in the series based on his book, and his book chronicles the dangers of what it was like to be gay in England when it was illegal to be gay. Exactly. And we still have those dangers. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this year, uh, so pride parade celebrations have gone on since yes. 1969 without stopping until the COVID pandemic of 2020. Right. We've had pride parades every single year. Well, at, well, well we didn't have a pride parade in 69, I believe. Well, obviously we couldn't. <laughs> Well, well, that was the riot that started it all. Well, that was the riot. Yeah, like, so technically, I, there I was think, not one in 1969. And, you know, and there were protests in the 60s. People, you see some photos of these real square people, like, you know, gay is good and homosexuality should be legal, that kind of stuff. But the reason we are celebrating pride at this time of year is because it commemorates the Stonewall mm -hmm. riots that happened in the end of June in 1969. And henceforth, because people were not psychic 
and knew what was going to happen, they couldn't have a pride parade before the events took place. That's sarcasm. Well, they had they had <laughs> they had rioting yeah. and disturbances yeah. in California. There were famous uh, incidents of that at yeah. I, I forget the name of the restaurant in the, uh, the Compton Cafeteria. That's it. But the point I'm making here that I'm trying to get you to to uh, sort of weigh in on, Jack, yes. is that since 1969, yes, yes. we have had no interruptions in pride parades, marches, celebrations up until the COVID pandemic of 2020. And so the last two years, uh, the city of Chicago and other exactly. cities around the world have said, you know, let's put this on pause because we don't want people getting sick. So now we had... We're doing yes. it, and and people are. You were telling me on the phone that people are terrified of going back into the water because they feel that the sharks, oh, of COVID, well, of fear of crowds, right? and now and with gun violence. violence. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, well, there's a lot of uh, people that are very thoughtful about uh, what might happen at uh, this this year's parade. Um, on you know this next this next coming Sunday because there's so much violence in the country and there's been already arrests of people that have been caught before they could reach a parade mm -hmm. to cause violence and disruption. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember like when the when the parade kind of like blew up after marriage equality uh, passed in New York State. I think that was like 2012 or something like that. And it seemed like that was a real mm -hmm. shift at the parade that like so many people were there. And I remember that was the first year that they had that I remember that they had snipers on the rooftop because they were prepared for, you know, people's uh, some kind oh. of reaction to this. So I'm sure that they're going to have that probably again this year. And I'm sure that there's going to be people really watching because, you know, for Chicago, um, we're really a target for, you know, those Fox News, those own networks, those people. It's always like, you know, Chicago is this violent place. It's oh, yeah. violent. But, you know, you go to the gay pride parade and it's just like it's like it's a love fest. And they would just love to see that, right. you know, interrupted and destroyed with their uh, fascist uh, <laughs> ways. And they're and they're loving Christ. Mm. I wasn't aware of the snipers, though, they, yeah. because I knew that I knew that the uh, marriage equality year was huge and everybody so many it was a gigantic influx of mm -hmm. people to celebrate that i mean that 2012 2014 those years the parades were just jam-packed with people because you know i mean right. what year was the first year you went to a gay pride parade uh 1977 okay so a good eight years after stonewall and, mm -hmm. and, and, and it was that here in chicago yeah it was i was visiting from cleveland ohio Oh, and like, I, yeah. I, I'm sure it was kind of a pretty, uh, I'm sure it was fun, but it wasn't as big an event, right? What was I don't know, it seemed like, like it. Yeah? It, it, was, it was great. It was fantastic. Oh, there were thousands, you know, tens of thousands of people even back then. But you know, Chicago has a history of having very early uh, parade participation because I think the first one here was even in 70. Yeah. I don't know when the first one was in New York, but I know the first one here was in 70. Yeah, it was, it was and in 70. We, we interviewed early. somebody uh, in 2019 uh, who attended it. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was part of it. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. I yeah, I think Richard Pfeiffer was even part of the first one. I think he was. And then Richard, uh, Richard's, you know, uh, organized, guy organized them, yeah. it for decades until he, until he died. 
He was a saint. He was so nice. I've talked to him before. Jack, you know, you've basically since 1977 up until today, Mm -hmm. you've never missed a pride parade. Oh, no. (laughs) Never will. (laughs) (laughs) And yet I was talking to you and you said you are more terrified now than you've ever been to march in a pride parade. No, I'm very thoughtful. Okay. So you're not not worried. You're concerned. No, I'm not even that concerned because I'm going no matter what. I am just, uh, I'm, a, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm aware that violence can jump off. Mm-hmm. I'm woke. And, you know, <laughs> I will keep my eyes open on what, you know, my surroundings like we all should. Mm-hmm. So how are you, what are you doing different this year that you haven't done in the past? Yeah. So you're not going to get shit face drunk? Have you learned karate? So the 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 uh, length of the parade is four miles. I I have to just stay remember to stay hydrated, let alone shit faced or fucked up. Because you usually walk with P flag. That's parents and friends of lesbians and gays and others. Um, yes, yes. And, and the parade kind of yes, just I goes do. right by your apartment too. At some yeah, point it does actually. So you just yeah, walk around and then you just like, you like, go home. You pick up a hot dog. I walk right, hey, right by right my here. corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what I like to do is go to the very end inside uh, inside the park where all the people come, you know, where the rest of the parade comes in so you can watch everything that was behind you. Mm. And PFLAG this year is nineteen, uh, number 19. I don't know how many hundred are uh, uh, particip- you know, participating organizations mm-hmm. are in it this year. But 19, that's a good number. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, there was uh, some years where it was super long and there was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, with the violence and, you know, the increase, uh, you know, the increase in the uh, vitriol against gays and lesbians, you know, it has really increased. You know that from just watching the news. I mean, all of these fucked up states that are using gays and lesbians as wedge issues so that they can uh, get their vote out from their uh, hate-filled base. And it's going to take a toll. It's beginning already. I mean, just with the, with the, all the new uh, laws across this country against us. You know, Do you think those- that Ellen DeGeneres, like quitting her daytime talk show, is the reason? <laughs> Without a doubt. She's like, so you miss me now, Market Fausto, huh? <laughs> I heard what you said about me. I was like, we always, we, we've always been fans of Ellen, you know, but we have heard that I from was, people who worked with her that they had issues with her because she was, you know, cranky. And they were all like, she's well, not the she queen of nice. And I'm like, find me a lesbian talk show mm-hmm. host who's not cranky. I'm well, I, she went beyond cranky. She went beyond cranky. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. she did. She's, you know, just like the rest of us, she's a mixed bag. You know, there's, she has a lot of good points. She has some things that are fucked up. You know, in the, you know, when she had her just her regular sitcom, they would have to stop, produ- stop the production, you know, stop shooting it because there would be bomb threats. And they would have to empty the entire studio. Oh, wow. She had to go through things like that. Oh, yeah. That was, she went through some deep shit. Man, Laura Dern's and, career, it's like from kissing Ellen to fighting Velociraptors to this hot mess of Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> it's like, 
Is that, I, wasn't she like the star of like uh, Tornado too? She's no, like that's somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, I think so. No, or or one of those Twister, disaster on volcano or twist sure, or something. One she's of those films, something. like that's what kind of made her a household name and stuff. And it's just like this woman has been dodging bullets one way, either dinosaurs or avalanches, volcanoes, twisters, Ellen, <laughs> you know, her entire career. And anyways, but so you know, it, one thing that I really love about the Pride Parade it is also. Oh, Are you there? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Sounds okay, like we got disconnected. Yeah. So, anyways, one of the fun things about pride parades that is also yeah. criticized a lot mm -hmm. is that you know people uh, you know, initially the pride parades anybody could participate because they needed everybody to show up. Yes, and then to cover the costs of like you know garbage disposal and mm -hmm. security, they started charging for parade floats. Yes. And then that price started going up and up and up. But one thing they've always done is they've never really policed too hard who marches in the parade. It's not like you need a, a slip of paper to be there. So you can be like us. And to this day in 2022, we have never paid to march in any pride parade, but we have marched in pretty much all of them. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. yeah, but you haven't been on a, a float, though. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we just have. jump on the float, you know. We have been, we have been on a float before. We were uh, we were on a condom float once. We were paid oh, to be uh, on, on a float, a yes. yeah. For, oh, okay, for but I mean, you you hadn't had your own float, so no. if yeah. you had your own float, then you would have been charged. It's expensive, is it? I didn't know that. I think it's at least four hundred bucks. Oh shit! That's really? yeah. And so the point that I'm making is like you know the Pride Parade has always had this sort of like um, carefree, open environment where anybody yes. can participate. But now it's like I can see somebody who's out to harm others going into the parade, pretending like to be part of the festivities, and then you know causing oh, trouble. They, they have in other parades around the well around mm -hmm. the world actually, mm -hmm. and uh, those people are you know shunned and removed. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. they were disrupting and being dangerous. Well, we've had die-ins in our parade before, where people were, you know, laying down to protest violence against uh, trans people and against mm -hmm. police brutality or the AIDS mm -hmm. crisis. Yeah, which is what oh, they the started. AIDS crisis. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking more so. The AIDS mm -hmm. crisis. Yeah, things do happen. And wasn't there a a, a large uh, contingent that? Uh, I don't know how many years ago that was, maybe five or six, mm -hmm. where they actually stopped the progress of the parade. I think it was, it might have been Black Lives Matter, uh, where they just actually stopped the parade. I know that happened in, I think that happened in Toronto, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I, I think was talking about. I don't know if it was identified as Black Lives Matter at that point in time, but it was definitely something against police violence. And, right. And uh, the, the violence against uh, well, uh, black trans women, trans women of color, for sure. Yeah. So the solution is, if you want to participate in the Pride Parade, what you got to do is, is it, bring flyers to hand out. <laughs> Or bring crap to go to the dollar store and get yourself some beads. That's what Jack does. He wants us to go to the dollar store and buy some stuff too. Please do. So we're gonna ask the listeners to, hey, can you uh, donate some money so we can go to the dollar store and buy some beads? How much money should they donate? I don't know. A like dollar? Twenty five bucks. Hey, maybe a ten. A ten you wouldn't know? hurt anybody. How I much? Mean, how many beads do you need? Get, how many beads do you oh, get for well, a dollar? 
last year when we were t- you and I t- were together, I uh, spent sixty bucks. Oh, geez. Well, we need we, sixty bucks. Well, we we spent we um, you know we threw a lot of beads. Yeah. We and and I had you know it was besides you two mm-hmm. there was a lot of also uh, you know the, a lot of young kids yeah. with uh, parents and, uh, and you know with unlike black. Mardi Gras Jack gives out beads without having to show your tits or your dick or your ass <laughs> but if you right. want to <laughs> feel free feel you're free. not going to complain about it no <laughs> no but just be careful because you know no kink at pride right <laughs> what's up with let's that? not get crazy oh it's just you know it's a straw man argument that kind of comes out every year there's always somebody that's just like we don't why kink people at Pride having sex during the parade and like nobody's yes, doing I've heard that. that. I mean, you know, exactly. yes, there's guys in harnesses. Yes, there's guys in underwear. Yes, there's women in corsets and stuff. Right. And yes, right. there's probably a dildo or two, or maybe whips and chains Whatever. or candle wax on the nipples. But there's not. You know, people aren't like fucking on a Pride float. Hell no. It's very. You know? It's it's a piece of Americana. I think. You know. I mean, it's more tame than Mardi Gras. Oh, much more. Yeah, and Mardi Gras, if you're on a parade float, you can see people giving each other head or making or just all, or, all kinds know. of right. Mm-hmm. Well, it has to do with the culture of Mardi Gras and uh, debauchery Let of the Fat good times Tuesday. roll. But that's straight pride. <laughs> yes. So people always complain, like, "Where's the straight pride?" I'm like, "There's St. Patrick's Day parade, Fourth of July, Mardi there's Gras. No, there's 365 d- days a year of." But in terms pride. of parade, like where pe- straight heterosexual people do what straight heterosexual people do, which is become really annoying and drunk. <laughs> they can. <laughs> They're just you like know, us. They, they had, didn't they cancel? The uh, St. Patrick's Day parade a couple years just for that reason. Well, they can't. They they got rid of the one on the south side for that reason. Right, it just, right. It just it was over, out of control. A drunken mess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not n- even near that stage. But one thing I don't like about uh, the parade that's uh, happened over the I don't know uh, seven years or so, those dang barricades. You know where uh, they shove people against the mm-hmm. metal know, the, barricades. Uh, yeah, they right, line the, the streets metal, with them. Yeah, right. And it was much more free form, but the, you know it was a trade off because they would. Uh, it was like our parade became sclerotic because mm-hmm. they couldn't get through the people. Yeah, they. they was just you know people would just come. From Walk both right sides through. of the street, right, and just be you know interacting with people in the parade, mm-hmm. and it made the parade just go hours and hours over that it didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But the uh, bad trade-off is that uh, people that are uh, you know are watching it, they're stuck in those crowds on the sidewalk behind the barricades. That's why I wanted you guys to be in the parade with me, because then you get to. Uh, you know, see everything you need to see and mm-hmm. have as much fun as you want to have without being smushed mm-hmm. along the sides. Now, one weird thing that happens in Chicago, um, which is, where is it? Casimir Pulaski Day. Yes. And if you're coming home from work, this has happened to me a couple of times. Yes. Because it's usually celebrated on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you're going on Peterson. Yes. And, oh, man, they shut down <laughs> for a foot traffic parade that lasts 30 or 40 minutes. And oh, you're well, like, that's short. And you're, like, getting out of your car, and you go to the cop, and you're like, is there a route, alternate route or anything? And they're like, no, just you got to oh, wait. 
Oh, no kidding. Like, it's a train. You just well, got to wait. Holiday. And the crazy oh, yeah. thing is, Casimir Pulaski, in real life, was gay. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> and that's one of the straightest things. So it's like, you know, when straight people complain of, like, you know, pr- gay pride, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you don't know anything. You know, well, you don't leave the house. You would never even per- participate in Mardi Gras or Pride or or St. Patrick's Day or anything. So, like, what are you complaining about? Well, it's it's just a small percentage of straight people, though. Yeah, uh, it isn't like all of them are into that nonsense because there's so many. Because every time I'm in the parade and I have like uh, some friends come around and they're straight and it's they're there and they're recognizing so many people. They're seeing like, oh, hi, hey, I'm Maria. Okay, okay. Mira, Mira. Well, I notice a lot of straight guys go to pride parades because they can pass temporarily for gay. And women feel more comfortable flirting with gay guys than they do with straight guys. Yeah. And if you're or comfortable even with gay presence. men flirting with you, then you're going to, you know, get closer to women and yeah. be like, I'm bisexual and, and, or bicurious. And straight guys you know? who are horny know that women who hang out with gay men are probably going to be a lot easier to get in bed yes. than, than women who and don't that hang goes, out. That goes, back, that goes back to gay bars in the 60s even. Oh, yeah. Because that's how I found out where the gay bars were, where, where I was when I came out. Was my brothers were already going to them. And they are straight. And they would say, oh, you, you need to come over to this one. This is the good one. And they'd already be there because all these gorgeous women would be there, these groovy guys. And who, want, who doesn't want to be around gorgeous women and groovy guys? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Hold on a second. So you are the youngest in your family and the, your older brothers were already going to gay bars and they're like, oh, you're gay, no, great. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just absolutely a non-event. Uh, I, was, I, have two, I had two older brothers but I had also two other siblings that were younger than me. Okay. And uh, they already knew, they were, you know, they were in rock and roll bands. So they're already having a ball. And so I just started hanging out. And then I found out, you know, they told me the gay bars where they were going. And I would just go to the disco and have a good, great time. Mm. Wow. Do you remember? Yeah. So. Uh, Jack, what kind of advice do you have for people who are listening right now? Like, besides, you know, don't worry about wearing Kevlar or bringing any kind of protection. Or, <laughs> no. Like, I've actually seen I, drag queens who are, like, sewing concerned. dresses out of Kevlar. And I'm like, Kevlar's not cheap. I don't think we're at that point yet. No. I think yeah. keep your eyes open. Know what you're doing. Be aware of your surroundings. But that kind of goes every day. You know, with things that jump off in the city, you should be doing that every day anyway. But, with but what the, does it even mean to be aware of your surroundings? Is this just making people paranoid? You know, it's like I don't think look so. for I the think exit anytime you're at a place. How do I get out of here? Hello, you know what exactly. can I hide behind? Where the fire? Where the Where's fire a small exit? child I can hold up in front of me to stop bullets <laughs> from getting at me? Exactly. Uh, you know what can I throw at this person? Like a small like, child. I don't ever enter a bar or a room without me knowing like, how to get out. Me either. You know, it's and, it's in my head. It's just subconsciously in my head right mine too Mm -hmm. but uh just being aware is first of all well you know things have gotten so bad here in chicago and even in my neighborhood 
You don't think so? No. 30% higher than last year, crime rate. Well, yeah, I mean, but those those are like things in in neighborhoods where that kind of, uh, you know, crime is already happening. Oh, no. You're talking about like Lakeview. I'm talking about Lincoln Park where I live. Lincoln Park. We have a big string of robberies, almost just like it's incredible. Mm -hmm. We had five just this week yeah. and three of them were in just one day mm-hmm. well we live jack we live in a very unequal um society and as long as yes, we, we have do. this this disparage you know between this I extreme, dis- I extreme wealth you. and extreme poverty i uh, agree we're with you. gonna have this kind of stuff and it's just until we it's, deal with it until we deal with it and so you know we're not dealing with education we're not dealing with health care we're, we're not, not dealing, dealing with, with racism anything. you know it's, it's just like you're right. on your own you're on your own well people say I, okay i'm on my own I'm going to take that because I don't know what else to do. And if you hate unions, if you hate unions, you're going to make sure that people are treated fairly at work, that they're paid well and a livable wage. If you hate unions? Because then, you know, people are less likely to join a union when they feel like they're not being treated well or paid well or. or, But that's, but that doesn't happen. No. Well, no, no, I mean, you know, like corporations are against unions. Yeah. Well, you know, in the United States, like He's speaking to the listeners who have that knee jerk reaction, like unions are no good. You know, oh, you know? Hell no. if you as a listener dislike unions and you don't want to see unions forming in your workplace, then the best thing you can do, if especially if you're in control of how people get paid and what kind of rights they have and how they get promoted, address those things, improve it. Because then people are not as likely to join a union, and so you get what you want. But the reason people are in this country, you know, because you see, like, even a stripper bar in California is is unionizing. Oh, yeah. So it just goes to show that, like, people just expect other people to work for free. And, and, And it's like a situation... Where you maybe maybe people are compensated or there's not an equality, and then inequality mm-hmm. creates violence. Uh, what was it that said? The violence happens when communication ends. Right. And so if you have bad communication with the people in your community, with your coworkers, mm-hmm. with the people that you hire, the people that hire you, that's when situations start escalating. Well, that's when desperation occurs. Look yeah. at look at a minimum wage. That's a crime against humanity, and that still hasn't been addressed in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people are like, you know, it's they're obscene. like, oh my God, if the minimum wage gets high, then I can't get a cheap hamburger at McDonald's. And I'm like, which is a lie. Which is a complete lie, honey. It's Complete, like they're making but it so works. much money. Oh my it God. It works. They'll say anything if it works. Well, in any other country that has like a livable wage for McDonald's employees, their burgers cost the same as it does here. Exactly. So exactly. this is like, you know, things. But um, let's have some fun. You know, this is yes, stuff fun. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, things are happening. Have you gotten a chance to listen to the new Beyonce single with Big Frida? Oh, they're Queen doing another Bounce. one? I love Big Frida. Yeah. She's fantastic. Uh, Yeah, I just dropped yesterday. Break my soul. Everybody loves it. And and the the only thing I have about, you know, I love Beyonce. I'm glad she's out there. If you're Mm -hmm. a fan of Beyonce, I'm glad that she is there for you. And Beyonce exactly. is is I want to live in a world with Beyonce. I think it's uh, and Big Frida. I think this is fantastic. Do you fantastic. want to be Beyonce? I don't want to be Beyonce. Uh, I like who I am, and I like who Beyonce is. We Go we ahead. can both be in this world. Yeah. However, I feel like Big Frida has a big personality, and where she they does. were in the recording studio, she Beyonce whispered to the producer and said, "Can you move her into another really? room?" 
Oh no, kidding! Or into another. They weren't even in the same studio when they recorded those. It just tracks. feels well, that's like what I was. I'm surprised. Yeah. I didn't think they would be either. I, because a lot of times people will uh, record their vocals. They'll be in another country, let alone another room. So, you so know, the, Big Frida's vocals are really, really low, to the point that you're like, oh, I want Big Frida funny. loud and proud and center focused, <laughs> like Lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, right, right. I didn't come here to play. I came here to slay. slay. You know, <laughs> that's what I want to hear and see Big Frida for. And she's just like in the background, oh. and I'm like. They'll well, remix it. it Somebody will remix it and pump that volume up. They'll I have probably. a headache, and <laughs> I, the only cure is Big Frida turned all the way up. Beyonce, hear me out. <laughs> but it's it all depends on what the, you know who's who's producing it, who's who's doing the final mix. Beyonce gets what Beyonce wants. Exactly. So Beyonce's single is highly anticipated. It's going to be everywhere during Pride. So definitely it's going to be the soundtrack, Break My Soul. Well, you know who has a soundtrack for the summer that it's like an earwick. You know what an earwick is, Mm -hmm. where you hear a melody and you can't get it out of your brain, is Lizzo. That dang great song. You know the song I'm talking about? The one where she said the word spaz in it and she had to take it out? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The one where she, it's called, uh, it's about damn time. It's about sing, damn time. Can you sing a little bit of it? Oh, no, I'm not. But I maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> Fausto can. <laughs> it's, it's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. Mm-hmm. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Okay. Did uh, you see her reality show? No. Well, wait, do you want to talk that about the song phenomenal. or the reality show? Okay. Well, it was, it was part of the uh, okay. reality okay. show where they were recording it. It's, it was phenomenal. And she had just, and, and the uh, reality show was about her casting uh, for the next tour. And she had all these large and lovely women. And it was really interesting and a lot of fun. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's worth the effort. It's really good. I think it's a, about eight or nine episodes, something like that. Mm. And she has to choose who can uh, go on tour with her. And when she appeared on Saturday Night Live, debuting this song uh, some of the uh, performers that she chose from the reality show performed with her ah she's something I saw else that performance yeah wasn't that great oh yeah she's just she's amazing she's, i just love her she, she has is a so force. much charm you know so yeah that's a good word for it mm-hmm. she has so much charm she has so much charm and uh she's an intelligent person and she's very very talented and obviously i'm a fan <laughs> you like your divas I do, because I, I remember when we created Donna. What do you mean Summer. you created Donna? Madonna, my you mean? generation. Donna Summer. Oh, Donna yeah, that, Summer. That was our. That was uh, that was our. Uh, that was our icon. Mm. She the was 70s. the queen of disco. She was the queen, honey. <laughs> yeah, for a while she was like, I don't, you know. I know, I know. She was sort of like, became Christian right? and kind of disowned well, the gays. And then she's like, oh, I like the money. And Right, she was very, she was ambivalent. But this is a person who, when she recorded uh, one of her songs, I think it's uh, Love to Love You, Baby. Yeah. She was having yeah. sex with the producer and they 
Mike Jordan. No, no. He was eating her <laughs> that's out. A nice, that's a nice myth, though. Where are you guys getting this You've, you've never heard that before? Love Hell to love you, baby. No. It was like when, when she uh, passed away, uh, a lot of the press was covering that, it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a great story. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what it is, a she, story. She got on top George? of the piano and he oh, oh, ate her no, out. And she's like, no, going, oh, no, oh. absolutely oh. not. So why, hold on a second, Jack. Why do you think that's not true? Because it's ridiculous and it's not true for a fact. <laughs> because it challenges your perception of who she is as a person. Oh, is that? Not is, because it's are, a fact. So we're, we're in the courtroom now. I, I guess well, I'm I don't supposed know. to you be have a computer or Google it. I'm, I'm not Googling bullshit. Listen, I've been doing I this podcast. <laughs> you did a talk show, and I've been doing this podcast for 17 I'm years. Just, and I've had I'm enough going, guests to verify that story. And I'm the going press, on MSNBC, record. It's CNN, complete Fox bullshit. News even talked about it. Well, you can I don't decide give a if, fuck. It's, you know, it's, it's feast of fun, believe it or not. No, it's a story. That's what the story goes. I'm I'm gonna be in my UFO in a minute, so uh, we'll talk about it later. So uh, another reality, another diva that is making a comeback on the internet. Yes. Now, of all these years later, is Faye Dunaway. How? Uh, (laughs) Did you know she had a reality TV show in 2005 called The Starlet? No. I didn't know that. And so it was on the WB and yes. it was, it was so good. They only had to do one season. And basically she was like the RuPaul of drag race. Only it was young actresses where they reenacted scenes from WB and other things. And she would eliminate it, them. It does sound familiar. Well, she was also, she portrayed, um, who was the great operatic uh, genius? Maria Callas, uh, right? And she portrayed her in uh, a, a stage production called Masterclass. Yes, mm-hmm. and so that's what this sounds like. The reason I'm bringing it up now is because yes. on TikTok, people are posting clips of Faye Dunaway from The Starlet. <laughs> eliminating people and it's hysterically funny it sounds hysterical <laughs> and i'm just like this is like rupaul probably saw this and that sort of informed him because i always thought you know drag race was based on america's next top model but you know you could totally see that rupaul is like channeling well the starlet might be a part of that as well yeah you know? yeah yeah so well, it's like well, you know who had the idea yeah. you know who had the idea for the concept of RuPaul's Drag Race first. Jackie was, Beat. Hello, yes, correct. Ding. I, I wonder where you heard about that. In the, in the reality. <laughs> On this show. <laughs> that you're denying that now Donna Summer wasn't eaten out and love to love you, baby. Jesus, you've but got I, a I think thing for some RuPaul bullshit. says that she'd actually been trying to sell that show for years as well. Yeah. So. Uh, also, well, RuPaul said on this podcast it. she went to the Diane Carroll Diane, yeah, Diane Carroll School of Acting, and that a lot of her funny, weird faces and awkward pauses is her yes. channeling Diane Carroll. So we went to okay. watch Dynasty from 1985, 1981 to 1989. Uh, the only way you can do it is like going on, a- on Apple iTunes and buying the seasons, and they're fascinating. Like, this is unintentional really? camp. Like it was a campy show, but now in right. hindsight, it's even has a layer of comedy oh. that's even better. Oh, like Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. So did you did you watch show Dynasty Girls. in its heyday in the eighties? Not really. It no. wasn't my cup of tea. I was very familiar with it because my all my friends watched it, but I wasn't. In, I you wasn't didn't go interested. to the gay bar to watch the latest episode. 
Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. My friend Louis Weisberg, who was the editor yes. of one of the largest gay newspapers in the country at the time, Chicago mm-hmm. Free Press, he mm-hmm. said that it was like, like drag race, gay bars across the country would have viewing parties for Dynasty. I wouldn't be surprised. And people, drag queens, would show up, dress as Joan yes. Collins or Diane Carroll right. and Linda <laughs> Evans and, and yes. have fights. You know, so they have fights. Oh, they, oh, I see comedy ones. Restaging fights that they would see on the show and the lip syncing numbers and stuff. And I said that you know because we think about like all this drag that happens today as is something new, but it's actually something that's been around for a long time. You know. Yeah, in one way or another. You know. Well, if you think you know, there was something even in the early fifties on television called Major Bo's Talent Hour, mm-hmm. where people would come on. It's just like America's Got Talent mm-hmm. and all that. It, there's nothing new under the sun, as as some people say. Uh, do they have dry queens on that? No. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they did. Uh, they might have had. Uh, they were well, you know, Milton Berle. He used to do a lot of drag in the fifties. Mm, he did, and Bugs mm. Bunny. <laughs> I love that Bugs Bunny. And now we have the the alt right is all mad at drag queens and their story time hours. Oh God! And can you imagine? Now they're trying to be like they're like they're trans strippers. They're not drag queens. Oh, they're really God. trying to wedge this issue. They're, yeah, yeah, because it's worked in the past. Mm. They, but, you know, they are trans strippers. And what's wrong with kids seeing trans strippers? <laughs> I ask you. That's what <laughs> I mean, they keep their clothes on. I mean, they're not, yeah, they're not showing their, you know. Of course. Of course. It's just, you know, something that they cooters, you know. Well, when I yeah. was growing up, the right wing, it was all about black men getting white women. Then they stop getting money from that. So they had to switch to something else. Okay, what are we going to do, boys? Yeah, let's go after drags and gays. Okay, let's see how we can beat the drum for that. Okay, this is working. We're making money. Mm. They still are. Mm. There's just why is homophobia is so. Um, why are people enticing? So, yeah, enticing, and they just want to give money to it. Organized religions one. Yeah. But see if it, you know, if they in the in, if you look at the history of white supremacy and all these kind mm-hmm. of, you know, if, if we I, I stopped calling it right wing stuff because it makes it sound like it's two teams in opposition forces mm-hmm. and fascism is just something that's there and sometimes it runs unopposed mm-hmm. and so it's more correct to describe them as fascist than it is to describe them as right wings mm. or conservatives I agree like here's you. an example like the texas republican platform mm-hmm. just said lgbtq people are a normal lifestyle choice. Choice, right. They're going back to that terminology. Sure. And of they're, course, they're, they're, their log cabin Republicans are just like, it's oh unfortunate God. that they don't want to bring people into the tent. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to their fucking tent. Of course not. I want to pee in their tent. <laughs> do you know who who is seeking... Like it. What? Do you know who is seeking to become a vice president for the Republican Party in 2024 is a gay man? His last name's Grinnell. Didn't he? Joshua um, Grinnell. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So it's like Jewish Nazis, you know, gay Republicans. Joshua Grinnell is one of the most detestable Republicans. Are you sure his first name is Joshua? (laughs) 
<laughs> that's Peaches of Crisis. Uh, that's a name. different last name. It's it's Grunell. This guy is Grunell. 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 Yeah. Yes. Right. It's not well, Peaches Christ. Yeah. Then the other right wing <laughs> whack job uh, who used to own PayPal. Uh, his name was Teal. Peter yeah. Teal. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, another monster. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the <laughs> Texas people, as part of their uh, uh, platform, uh, you know, against the abnormal lifestyle choices, also said that they don't believe that Joe Biden is the legitimate president, and they contest not. the election. Like, because it's still making money. Wow. All these concepts Based on still evidence, making money. Though, you know? Wow, these people don't believe it, it, though. It's like something like thir- you know, two-thirds of Republicans believe that the, the election yep. was stolen. That's right. Even though Biden got 7 million votes. Uh, no, no. You, uh, you mean, oh, more, more than, oh, okay. Because yeah. he, uh, Biden uh, was able to uh, receive more votes than any other candidate in the history of the country. Mm-hmm. Well, even Hillary million. Clinton beat Trump by 3 million votes. Mm-hmm. And what's oh, happening yeah. here is that they're throwing everything they can at the, at the fan, at the wall, because they're trying to distract people from talking about the January 6th hearings. Of course, deflection, deflection, like even deflection. us, you know, like we're not really talking about it. It's, it's, you know, we talked it's about horrifying. it on the last podcast, and we'll talk about it again because more things are being revealed. Yeah. And every the stuff day that's happening is just. I mean, I'm reading some. Of the, I haven't watched it, but I'm reading some of these Facebook posts about uh, what some of these people have gone through because of like them trying to stand up for what's right and just to do their simple job as as somebody who is involved in the voting system. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people had to move. Mm-hmm. You know that the um, many of the parents of the victims of the uh, Sandy Hook mm-hmm. uh, mass murder, they had to move. Yeah. They were being harassed. Yeah. They had to fucking move. It's just disgusting it's how so crazy these people sick. are. It's mm-hmm. so sick. Our country is on such a precipice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Now, this is an interesting thing, uh, not related to any of this. Um, MSN, mm-hmm. you know, usually like around Pride, um, news organizations all sort of do an article celebrating LGBTQ people who do podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. And as, you know, people who created the genre and, yeah. and even have the People's Choice Podcast Award named after us. Very good. Um, you know, we are cemented in history and stuff. And yes, you are. History is very threatening right now to corporations because they can't control the narrative if they have to look back on history. Exactly. That's why they know. You know, they know we think they're up to no We're good. mentioned in, in that variety so, article. So this article, I'm going to read it variety. to you. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and this is on ran on MSN. The but, one I have. Okay. The original source you, is from Variety. Okay. Do you so, mean MSNBC? MSN.com. Okay. And the gotcha. article okay. is uh, by Sasha Urban. And okay. So it's brought to my attention. I'll by send Clayton. you the link to the variety. So okay. when Apple first added the podcast library to the iTunes catalog in 2005, the impending boom of the format was not yet clear. But Fausto Fernos and Mark Felian were ahead of the wow. curve. And mm-hmm. the variety podcast, Feast of Fun called originally Feast of Fools, was the first to be hosted by an openly gay couple and landed on the first iTunes Top 50 list in 2006. We're actually in the top 10, just to be clear. Um, Yes. For for three years, we were in the top 15. Very nice. Oh, on top. We were on top of Howard Stern, which I think he kind of liked that. Uh, Since then, audiobooks, film analysis, news programs, talk shows, true crime history lessons have all found their place in the crowded market but a queer presence can still be spotted anywhere you look in the world of podcasting. 
So they're saluting us, but for some yeah. crazy reason, they are terrified at linking back to anything we do. How, like, you mean they won't, uh, they didn't, wouldn't include a link to your program? Yeah, so they make it sound like we retired or we don't do the show oh, anymore. Well, they dropped the ball, in other words. And so, you know, all these other podcasts that are listed there, they have links to them. and Photos. They do? Yeah. And to me, it's like, listen, I, I appreciate the mention. I am very honored that you even would bo be bothered right. to, you know, right. talk about us and positioning mm -hmm. our name above some comedy legends like, you know, um, Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so to me, it's like, I think it's great. And, and uh, I guess Bowen Yang and uh, uh, from the movie uh, Fire Island. Isn't there Joel podcast Kim Booster? Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> so we what thought that okay. like Bowen Yang and Joel Kim Booster were sort of like paired to make that movie. Well, it turned like I actually started researching it and Bowen Yang before he even got on Saturday Night Live was like close friends with Joel Kim Booster. Oh, that's great. And they've both sort of like um, been, come up at the same time, come up together and been really, really oh. supportive in their comedy careers. And so when, when Joel Kim Booster wrote this film, he wrote Bowen Yang of the character in mind and, mm -hmm. you know, together they sort of workshop the script and, help oh, make okay. that happen so mm -hmm. you know it's it's a great film and definitely check it out you can watch it on mark is it hulu hulu yeah so well let me just say yeah. though mm -hmm. congratulations on such a nice article in variety thank you variety is a, variety is a very good publication i've been reading it for decades oh yeah it's really it's it's prestigious in its own way and you guys deserve so much a claim that I don't think you're getting enough of and you never have, but I just want to leave that there. I'll just leave this here. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate that. It really means it's a lot. Just the truth. We, we have to move out to LA so we can be among all the movers and shakers, but we just love our life here in Chicago so much. We love our apartment. We love our dog. We love our neighbors. We love being near you. Well, I just Thank worry you. about people who move to LA because they like, I talk to a lot of our guests who mm -hmm. go there to pursue careers and they're mm -hmm. just like, if you don't have $100,000 in the bank, <laughs> don't come. You're going to suffer. You know? uh, I, well, I think everybody has their own journey wherever it leads. Well, look at the person that you used to, uh, inter that you used to interview, Kate McClinton. Isn't that her name? Uh, no, actually, it was uh, um, Cameron Esposito. Who's, I still consider a friend, you know. Um, well, but yeah. you also, didn't you also uh, present Kate? You no. know, she's a lesbian. No, no, no. no. She, uh, you remember, Kate, the reason people remember Kate uh, is because yes. of her appearance on the Big Gay Sketch Show with Johnny McGovern. Oh. And oh, every I, time I, we talk to Johnny, her name uh -huh. inevitably comes up. And, and I ask him, I'm always like, does she ever like hang out with you or call you back? Or she's like... She don't know if I'm alive. And she's like, if you look at her IMDb or her credits, it never says the big gay sketch show. Oh, so she, gotcha. she's hiding that part. And we know it's she, there, Kate. Yeah. And we forgive you. I think you. she's super talented. I think she's super talented. Oh, my God. She's so amazing. I can't believe she's. Fantastic. I mean, they lost so many talented people from SNL they this did. past season. I know. So I know. Maybe they, you know, hopefully they'll be able to build it up. It's, it's Bo and Yang's show now. <laughs> well, the the one perennial that's there all every year, uh, he's the black gentleman. What's his name? Um, Shea, Michael Shea. No, the uh, no, no, no. Uh, what um, up with that? What yeah, up with that he's guy. not there. He's not there anymore. No, he's not. Le I think he's still in there, isn't he? Nope. He, he just left. got a divorce. Mm, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's news to me. He, he's he's real talented too. Oh, he's amazing. And he Keenan was. Thompson, I think he, yeah. Yeah, I think he's been there longer than any other uh, cast member in the history of the show. Well, now, what up with that is just so, you know, for people that, you know, because you've hosted a talk show and we have a talk show. So it's like it just really is quite a laugh the way he uh, runs He's that show. He's just great. I uh, just know. to clarify here, uh, Keenan Thompson was set to leave Saturday Night Live. They said, please don't leave. We don't have anybody funny. So Lauren drove a dump truck full of money. Uh, kept them on the show. <laughs> he was on this season. He's still taking some time off the show, though. Okay. Oh, okay. So he's well, still officially a cast member, but he's trying to leave the show. Yeah. And they're just like, well, please don't leave. <laughs> well, he actually had his own series. Yeah, uh, he had, a, yeah. but but it was canceled because it didn't go anywhere. Well, because he wasn't in drag. He said he will never dress up in drag again because that role belongs to a woman. I'm like. Oh my God, he was in Dragon. I never saw the program. You know what? In the, his early days on Saturday Night Live, oh, he was always dressed as a woman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't. Yeah, I he don't, played the I mom don't of that. the uh, that Campbell's thick and chunky soup that with the football player. I don't know. Do you know the the ad? Uh, I don't remember where the football player comes home and the mother <laughs> opens up a can of soup and feeds it, it to him. Familiar. It sounds familiar. <laughs> and he would like play that character. He played uh, Florida uh, Esther Roll's uh, role I'm on, on right. Good Times. Oh, uh, I used to love him when he used to do Black Jeopardy as the host. And Black Jeopardy, yeah. I mean, he's done so many great roles. So many. I know. We could yeah. just we could make this all about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have some bad news. Yes. Uh, one, uh, one icon who is retiring is Elton John. Oh, yeah. Says, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget you. I'll never forget. <laughs> he, that's what he's... Never forget his fans. Tonight and- is the 229th show on the Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. We have, please forgive me for this bad impersonation. That's all we right. We have 103 <laughs> shows to do, Nigel. It's been, <laughs> that's his agent. Uh, it's been quite a journey, but that all ends next July. But I want to thank you because I won't be playing here again. I want to thank you for all the memories, all the love you sent me, all the loyalty, the kindness, the letters, the dressing up, the costumes, the multiple shows you've been to. It means the world to me. I will oh. never forget you guys. Well, he was supposed to tour a few years ago, but then COVID got in the way, and yeah. he's just like, this is well, the final I, farewell I Yellow Brick Road tour. I think he might have some health issues going on. Have you read about something like that? Mm, I'm not sure. Well, he's, you know, he's getting up he's there. He's up there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's in totally his 70s, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, even people he performed for, uh, like he, because in, in, in the days you could hire him to perform at your wedding if you had enough money. Oh, well, you st- oh well. And guess who 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 Saudi had Arabia. him play at his wedding? Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh. Oh, that's right. I remember when that happened. I was disgusted. I was disgusted too. But you know, Elton John has done a lot for HIV and AIDS. I mean, he's been oh, a I huge supporter of the Ryan White Act. And oh, everything. no, it wasn't so, against I mean, him. Yeah. It wasn't against him so much yeah. as that he was, you know, that just Rush Limbaugh was disgusting. I didn't think he was or what mm. he did was disgusting. I just think, oh, you know, here's our icon and he's rubbing shoulders with this monster. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's showbiz. 
Well, you know, and, and I think he'll still, you know, do things. It's not, it's not it's like he's going into, like, what is it that <laughs> I want to be left alone? Well, he just wants right. to spend time with his husband and his two kids. I believe they live in Atlanta. Georgia? Well, they, yeah. have, they have houses all over the yeah. place. But they, they're Atlanta in the south of France. The, yeah. They're Atlanta. I think they even have something in Los Angeles. They have, you know, multiple residents. Hey, when you're rich, why not? Why not? Of course. Get around. But you know what? I think he's going to be like Barbara. Okay, this is it, everybody. All right, for real this time. And then <laughs> two years later, I'm back. <laughs> the bitch is back. Mm-hmm. Right. And she got she caught a lawsuit off of that because somebody was pissed that she spent so much money to see her and it was supposed to be the final uh final concert. What happened? She she had a fan. Who's that she? Spent Who's a, she? Barbara? Uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. And that she went on one of her final tours and said, Okay, this is it. And then all then the fans, okay. And then she then she came back, and he said, "Okay, I'm suing your behind. This your last one was supposed to be the last one." Did he win? I don't. I think it's still up in the air. Oh, because I'm sure her tickets weren't cheap. Hello, you know when when you want to get really super close, it ain't cheap. No, God no, not for her especially. Well, Jack, uh, what are you looking forward to most on Pride Sunday after it being on hiatus for two years? I'm looking forward to beautiful weather. They're forecasting 81 degrees, which is absolutely perfect. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of uh, energized uh, faces everywhere Mm. because I think a lot of people have a lot. You know, two years of missing out on one of the funnest things in the you know of the year and twice in a row so i think there's going to be a lot of energy well we'll definitely be there to join you at the parade i'm not sure how long we'll last because that's uh, okay and then uh we'll probably come home take our disco nap and then head up to pride north Uh, i call it pride north of 40 because uh (laughs) most most people are over the age of 40 that go to it but uh, wait i've heard of that where is it it's up in um rogers park rogers park i've heard of it so it gets you out of the 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 melee the mess that that is boys town and lake oh and oh it's so true and it's oh, people yeah. in your community, like people that you know. So if you're yeah, like a Chicago sure. person, you've been here for a while, it, go to Pride North. It, it's uh, just north of Morse. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just going to say, get, give them the shout out where, the, uh, where it's yeah, at. Yeah, so you it's take at- the red line train, get off at Morse. Yes. It's right there. And it's so much fun. You know, uh, it's a donation if you want to get in. Sounds very nice, actually. And it's How late does it there. go? Uh, it How goes until it go? it, the, the city requires them I to shut it down. I think they have to end by 11 or something or like midnight that. They have to come in. Oh, but hey, the, but then cool. people go into the bars. But, you know, by then people are, you know, it gets a little messy. Dicey. The yeah, they're <laughs> like, I've been up since <laughs> six but in I mean, the morning drinking. I mean, one year Faust and I went and we were with a bunch of people and we walked to Jackhammer afterwards. So, you know. Oh, okay. And we gotcha. took a bunch of fo- went to the basement and there was nobody there. And so we took a bunch of like photos on all the... Uh, bondage and sadomasochistic equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when fun. is that place out reopening? It's supposed to sometime this summer. We'll see. For a lot okay. of people that don't know, Jack Hammer's a bar here in Chicago that's you know not too far from our house, and it's a late night bar. So on Saturday right. nights, it's open till four. Um, and you know they have a lot of uh, think, events there. Is it four or five? I thought uh, it might five, be five. Right? Oh, okay. oh, it's five, like on Saturdays it's five, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then other other times it's four o'clock. Mm-hmm. 
I gotcha. Wow. It's been wonderful talking to you too. Jack, if people want to uh, catch up with you or follow you, uh, just tell them to leave you alone. Are you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> I got off of Facebook a long time ago. If anybody wants to send a little note to Rue or something like that, it's hey, that's right at AOL.com. Damn, you old Damn. school. You have You're an AOL account? I know. I live for it. I love saying it hey, to people. You don't, AOL, right. AOL motherfucker. You don't pay for that account, do you? <laughs> what? You don't pay for that account, oh, do you? Oh, hell no. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Hey, that's uh-huh. right at AOL.com. <laughs> there you go. Slash tilde al jazeera <laughs> dot msn dot variety. I'll be getting global death threats now. <laughs> you won't. I hope people not. love our Uncle Jack. <laughs> well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you. You know, I, I can't decide what to wear. I want to be festive, but I don't want to be too slutty. And just make sure you're comfortable. That's all. No, I, I went and I got one of those because uh, people are like always like it when I wear a tank top to show off my mm, physique. Be careful, the sun. Well, I'm going to wear, you know, suntan Block. lotion stuff. Right, right. right. But then, right. Um, uh, so I, usually like comic books, superheroes are real popular and stuff. And I was like looking for like The Flash, Captain America, Batman. I could not find a rainbow version of their logo, but I found one in Superman. Oh, oh. okay. So, so I was like, uh, in Krypton, we believe in marriage <laughs> equality and we support transgender Kryptonians. And they're like, you your go. planet blew up. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Some people survived. Yeah, because pl- I got on spaceships, the one Your planet's made of crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> you know he was grinding up that fortress of solitude and going, that's right. <laughs> He's I like, could go all night. Here, Lois, take this. <laughs> oh, God. And that's why I think him Superman, because he thought he was invincible. I see. He thought. <laughs> that's what he got for thoughting. Yeah, it's like, and then, and then he starts hallucinating that his father from beyond the grave is talking to him. And he gets in an elevator and turns back to a human being. And that same elevator could change him back to a, per, a Superman. I was like, well, why don't you just throw Lois Lane in the elevator? (laughs) He wasn't into her. (laughs) I don't, uh, you know, there is canon in this, in the Superman verse, that Mm -hmm. pink kryptonite will make Superman gay. Really? Yeah. It's it's in the Supergirl comics. Interesting. And so she finds, it's meant to be funny, but also kind of queer. Mm-hmm. But she finds pink kryptonite and she thinks, oh, this is so cute, you know? Um, and uh, and so when she wears it around Superman, he's not sexually interested in Lois Lane. But he is interested in Jimmy Olsen. Mm. <laughs> well, that's funny because Jimmy Olsen, the actor that played him, was gay in real life. For sure. In, in the, the original ca- movie? In the character oh, uh, yeah. in the comic books, Jimmy Olsen often the TV dresses show. up as a woman to like investigate and to find things out. No kidding. Oh, oh yeah. that's comical. And Superman knows <laughs> that he's in drag or cross-dressing. Well, because he can look through. He so. can look through and see his massive dong underneath his skirt. <laughs> Tape, duct taped up so you could do a death right. drop at the public library for the kids. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't call it drop anymore. They call it dip. Oh, the dipping, yes. Because that that's a cultural dip. appropriation. 
Uh, you guys. Uh, no, but, but yeah, so so Jimmy Olsen uh, would dress up in, in as a pretty lady and solve the mystery. Oh. That I Superman, see. with all his resources and powers, couldn't penetrate. It's too bad they couldn't figure out who murdered him in real life. Who, Christopher the Reeve? That, yeah. No, no, not, not Christopher Reeve. Uh, the Steve very Reeves. original. Oh, Steve the Reeves. original actor who played Superman, yeah. They believe that his wife might have murdered him in uh, real life. Oh, I thought he just jumped. No, it's still up in the air. If you, uh, George if you Reeves. Read yeah. George right, Reeves, yeah. that's it, George Reeves. Mm. Well, this is the thing. We did a podcast about the curse of Superman. Um, Mm -hmm. Anybody who plays Jesus or Superman in movies or television uh, usually winds up going crazy. Oh, I I have another uh, parallel anecdote to that. You know the character Blanche in Streetcar Named Desire? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any actress that ever portrayed her on the national stage or film had a nervous breakdown and had to be uh, had to go to a mental hospital. What? Yeah, Anne Margaret, Jessica Tandy, and the Curse of Blanche. Yes, Stella. Because it was such a draining and intense character to portray. Who was the third one? Wait, uh, Vivian Lee. Yeah, the, the original. Mm-hmm. Yep, she, she lost she was her mind too. She had problems already. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, uh, basically the, the reason that I think, you know, male actors who play Jesus or Superman have a hard time is because they're held up to such a high standard. Mm-hmm. And I, probably I, I'm guessing that even, you know, any actor, male or female, who plays iconic roles mm-hmm. that are very popular and beloved, and then they get sort of associated with that character, they're also held to a high standard. Interesting, but but a standard no higher than Jesus or Superman, right? And so, like most recently, um, the actor who's recently playing um, Superman, who's um, uh, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, he mm-hmm. had a nervous breakdown on social media. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and he was like, "This is like old news to our regular listeners," but basically, he was like, "I am not gay. I have never been in love with men, and not at all." Pussy, pussy. I pussy. love pussy. I love women, 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 women. <laughs> he lost his dang mind. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, uh, no one all was right. asking. Good to know. <laughs> uh, nobody was. Uh, you know, we think you're a beautiful man, but we were not thinking you were gay." And, and right. So then I started digging around, you know, I, I started, I got dressed up in drag yes. and pu- got my Jimmy camera awesome. <laughs> and went up yeah. to England where Henry Cavill oh. lives in his estate gotcha. okay. and knocked on the door and said, Mr. Cavill, would you like to buy some protein supplements? Oh my God. <laughs> and he doesn't have x-ray vision. So he didn't know my massive dong was duct taped underneath my skirt. And so when I did a dip, <laughs> the splits, uh, he was like, well, lots of pretty lady. And no, so I, I, I investigated and I found him on Instagram that he is dating mm-hmm. this beautiful young woman. Not a surprise, and, I guess. And I was like, well, who is this person? She's the VP of a film studio that hires him. Interesting. So it's a studio relationship. It's a studio romance. I would, yeah, it sounds like a beard to me. It's totally beard. Knows? You know, he's right. just like, I just think she's so nice. You know, he talks about her in a way that like, 
is unnatural. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, ab- it's an abnormal lifestyle choice. Okay. <laughs> well, it just he sounds like he's like, you know, like you look, I follow a lot of straight guys on Instagram, right? A lot of bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And okay. when they talk about their girlfriends, they are like, you know, it's like, you know, they are so possessive. They're so insecure about it. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, I love my wife. And blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. Henry Cavill's like, she's so special. And I take oh, you know, and I'm just she like, completes me. Like, yeah, I'm like, he didn't even write that. You know, oh, you know, God. a publicist wrote that Instagram post. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. So I was just like, whatever. And then the reason is like a lot of fitness and bodybuilder people hate mm-hmm. Henry Cavill because he's stealing gigs from them. So on top of like oh. getting paid all this money to be in these movies mm-hmm. on his yeah. off time, he's getting like protein and brand supplements. Oh. Is his, he on yeah. men's health covers and all that? Exactly. Totally. So all these oh. guys who don't have acting careers or large followings, they're mm-hmm. struggling to get, you know, who, who have better bodies. Uh, mm-hmm. When if you put Henry Cavill next to them in a bodybuilding contest, Henry would win, you know. Of course not. Um, next to some of these guys. So, but you know, people are in love with Henry Cavill because he plays these lovable roles, right? And he's cute as hell. And he's cute. And these guys are just as good looking or better mm-hmm. looking or by any mm-hmm. any sta- objective standard, right? Mm-hmm. But they're like, so they're just like hating on him. And when they found out about this. It became kind of like, like I was caught in the middle of like straight oh. guys hating him. And they were like, <laughs> you're in the closet, man. Come on. You're like, oh, shit. So really? it became this kind of weird, like, and I was just like, oh, just let it be. I guess I'm not letting it be by talking about it again, but I guess but I just wanted to explain to people what happened with people playing Superman, you know? And I think probably, I don't know if Henry Cavill is heterosexual or gay or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, and it's none of my business, mm-hmm. but you know, and I just want anybody you can fantasize. I'm not fantasizing about him because anybody who's like, you know, like Chris Evans is like, I'm so flattered that you think I may be gay. I love him. I love him. I, I, I welcome you guys looking at me. Of course, I'm America's ass. Hello, you know. <laughs> like he embraces great. the the sexuality, the beauty of of his body and the characters he plays. Whereas, and he's low key yeah. and natural, and people. That's why people are attracted to him because. You know, he's just, you know, he's uh, low key and he's, and he isn't caught up with some bizarre bullshit. And like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck for years, they were like always, you know, kidding and laughing about the rumors that they were like in love with each other. Right. As a couple. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, so so it's like it's not like it there's not gag. precedence in Hollywood for mm-hmm. highly well paid, established actors to navigate, you know, rumors of them being gay or 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 people sexualizing their bodies. Right. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and so he, the fact that he's kind of like at odds with it, you know, seems to me like he's homophobic or or he might be gay, you know, and I wasn't thinking about it, but now I am. And I'm just like, whatever, you know, it's just cringy. Well, I just want him to be happy. You know who I think is great is the guy that played the bodyguard, that British actor who was also in rocket man as Elton's. Oh yeah. He was in Game of Thrones too. I forget his name. He's rumored to be gay as well. I know he was, uh, had a, had a roommate. Yes. That's famously gay, Mm -hmm. but you know, I have straight friends too. That doesn't make them gay. So, but I think, 
<laughs> but I like that Scottish accent and all that stuff. He's very sexy. I forget yeah, his name. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I can't think of it either. He was in yeah, that terrible uh, movie, I think, the, the about the Immortals or something. It was like... Or Inhumans, or I forgot what it was. It was something part of the Marvel Universe, and just everything before, was like, it's be- terrible. Before I let you go, how mm-hmm. about that TV series called The Boys? Oh, yeah, I love it. it you I know, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it Jesus. now. Well, the thing about I, it is, like, I was, you know, the violence, the grotesque violence of the series is yes. a bit off-putting. Mm-hmm, but I once agree. you put that aside, they do such a great job at villainizing this kind of progressive double talk that corporations have today. Oh yeah. Where oh, they're yeah. like trying to be like, Oh, they we're all about for it. the people and fighting inequality yeah. and racism. Oh, they capture it. The hypocrisy. And they just do such a perfect, perfect, perfect send up of that. You know, it, it is so well done. And while I'm watching it, and this was not even just this season, but even the first two, it's like, I just think while I'm watching it, I'm thinking, there's no safety belts on this show. Oh no! There, there's no, there's no breaks on this motherfucking thing. Well, and I'm very excited about Soldier Boy too because I'm a huge fan of Supernatural and um, Jason and Ackles. Gen, yeah, Jensen Ackles. Oh, is okay, yeah. Super Boy. Oh, that's so we'll, right. Yeah, you're right. Or you're Super right. Uh, Soldier Boy. So we'll Soldier see where Boy. He, yeah. we'll see how that pans out. What are we gonna do this weekend? Homelander's got to go. Oh, I know. I can't wait. The evil Superman of the show. So people are not familiar with this. A a corporation has figured out how to turn ordinary people into superheroes. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, you know, with great power comes great madness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these superheroes, their fame and their powers go to their head, uh, especially with Homelander, who becomes an unstoppable killing machine. And yet the corporation has to pretend like he is America's number one hero and and you know and so all the other superheroes are wrestling with the idea of how to stop him and how to stop this malevolent corporation that if left unchecked will destroy the world exactly and you know and and it it, so it's a it's a lot of discussion too on like performance enhancing drugs and Mm -hmm. um you know oh yeah sort of corporate double speak and you Mm -hmm. know what does it mean to corrupt yourself in sexual fighting violence. inequality and sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a really fascinating, fun show to watch that On actually so many digs down to some topics that normally don't get exposed or discussed. And some intense kink. Oh, you think the, the uh, Homelander <laughs> like, is into breastfeeding? <laughs> no, that's just, that's that's just, just one the of them. surface. I know. Who's the guy that plays the deep? Have you, do you know who that is? That's Chance Crawford. Oh. He was a, he was a big star on like a, like Gossip Girl or something like that. We had a okay. blog entry because somebody had a photo of him like with a rainbow umbrella and they blogged it on our site and it was uh-huh. like one of our biggest hits for like a long time and we no get all shit. these people from Germany commenting on it. He had like this huge fan base in Germany. It was weird. Oh, like uh, yeah, I but his character is like you know. I mean, it's it, it's 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 interesting, but I'm, I don't find him. Twisted. I mean, he's gorgeous, but it's not as compelling as some of the other characters. No, I agree with you. It isn't as fully uh, formed as mm-hmm. some of the other ones. Definitely. And what's his kink? Uh, he doesn't he have sex with uh, he doesn't he have sex with uh, sea life? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the <laughs> the the sea life he likes the most? Well, he's friends with. He can speak to octopuses. Yeah. Right, and so he does. And there was some, there was a reference to some kind of interaction there. I remember that mm-hmm. episode. 
But uh, so he's into yeah. tentacle porn, but in real life, there's just some very odd things going on. We'll leave it at that. And so people can watch the hero, the hero, the boys. Right. That's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. No, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. That's it. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Yeah. yeah they're, they're just uh, in the fourth episode of the third season, something like that. I'll be watching it on Friday. Yeah. I also started yeah. watching the, uh, Coco Peruz uh, does the voice for in a new animated series for a person. I started watching that. I'm kind of a couple episodes in. So, you know, it's, Where, I think it's mostly for kids. Oh, where do you see uh, that? Where, it's on where Netflix, it? and it's something uh, Paranormal Park, I think. Yeah, Paranormal Park. And yeah. it, the, the, uh, the lead is a trans character. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. A non-binary yeah. or trans, yeah. yeah. Mm, okay, and Coco gotcha. Peru plays the, mysteri- the, the mysterious owner, I believe. The yeah. mysterious owner who disappears and stuff like that. So She's she doesn't have to do so many lines. In the- mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm super excited about the boys coming up because they, they, um, uh, they keep with this hashtag called Herogasm is coming. And like Seth Rogen's tweeting about it. So, uh, oh, and they have this disclaimer. Like we might see a superhero orgy on the next episode. Ooh, listen to me. Ooh. Ooh. I'll break Ooh. out the Vaseline. And last but not least, uh, definitely check out Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus. I watched that. Uh, which last episode had um, trans actor or non-binary actor Jesse James Keitel. Keitel. Mm-hmm. Keitel. Like Harvey Keitel. They're distant cousins. Uh, playing Captain Angel, who is a badass trans supervillain. Mm. Yes. And That's you know, a good show. to me, I'm like, finally, we can see transgender people yes. playing villains again. 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 <laughs> I like but that. But before it wasn't the trans people, it was straight people playing trans villains. But they're, you know, they're, they're, right. they're, they're villains that mm. like Darth Vader, yeah. they're, they're fascinating. Yes. And I, she, they're compelling. She, uh, she is a villain, but she's also, um, uh, she'll Relatable. probably get a re- redemption arc. Cause what she's doing, she's doing for love. Because do we want to spoil it? You don't want to spoil it. No, don't, don't spoil it. So, but anyways, uh, you know, Jesse James uh, talks about sort of the non-binary nature of the classic Star Trek character of Spock, who's mm-hmm. ne- neither, you know, half human and oh, half Vulcan. Right. And right. she sort of talks about, I would like for you to consider that you're maybe neither and that you're something mm-hmm. else altogether. Yeah, I remember hearing that dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, really, you know, what Star Trek does mm-hmm. best is take these sci-fi ideas and characters and contemporary ideas and topics and marry mm-hmm. them into great television. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that there was definitely a trans person in, in that writing room that kind of helped develop sure. that or, story. Or a consultant. Yes. And, you know, to compare it with Discovery, where I felt like its weakness was that a lot of the queer LGBT characters, played by LGBT actors, always seem to have a moment of crisis when the yeah. ship is in danger <laughs> and they needed a pep talk to get them together so they could go, Oh, together. Oh, well, you know, the Borium icon, uh, uh, atoms can come together and we can form a shield. You're a genius. Thank you for believing in me and yeah, my pronouns, and my pronouns yeah. you know? And it was just I like, w- they're always crying. And it was like, and to me, I was just like, you know, People in, in, in these situations, like if they were on Star Trek, they have a lot of training. They have a lot of intelligence and competency. And I just don't want to see LGBT people who have all this training and competency as characters suddenly just fall apart because something goes wrong. 
turn into Nelson. Uh, what is it? Charles name? Nelson, Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> oh my God! The ship is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Get yourself together. You're, oh, you may be gay, but you're a hell of an engineer, and I believe in you, Charles Nelson Riley. O'Reilly. It, it took them long enough to get a gay fucking character as part of the Star Trek. Uh, now they, yeah, now they said one of the guys who worked on Next Generation and on also DS9 and, and Voyager was uh, homophobic and just always like, really? No. no well, they no. they wouldn't allow it in the beginning. The from mm. right from number. Uh, you know, the very first series with yep. uh, William Shatner. No, well, we no, met no. Uh, somebody who was hired uh, by, um, to, to write a, he was a scientist. Yes. Who worked with the screenwriters to develop um, a technical guide oh. on how the science works in Star Trek based on the original series for Next Generation. Oh, interesting. And he okay. was gay. Oh, okay. And he said that to us and, you know, um, that, uh, Gene Roddenberry wanted to have a lot of queer and gay and right. I read that. And you know, in the first seasons of, of uh, next generation, you see a lot of characters, including captain Picard, wearing a pretty little skirt. That's a tunic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and you're like, what, where does this come from? And of course, there's also the episode, uh, where, um, uh, number one, um, not uh, what was his name? Spock, uh, not Spock. From next, from uh, next generation. Oh, oh, uh, Riker. Yeah, Riker? from Riker, he has sex with a uh, pod person. Oh yeah, that was such a non-binary such- pod person. So the planet, everybody is non-binary, but one of the characters felt that she was gendered. Uh-huh. Yeah, Flip-flop. it was it was such a failure that episode. I don't and think so. You know, in hindsight, it was it was interesting. It was like the black and white. I was very you know? interested in their mating thing, where they both inseminate a husk. Like, where does that husk <laughs> I don't recall, come from? I don't yeah. remember that, but I yeah. do remember it was just very unfulfilling. Yeah, and it was supposed to be so much more, and then they uh, castrated the whole episode. It should have been. It, it was really planned to be the very first introduction of gay people in Star Trek. And then they just fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, you know, in, in um, Deep Space Nine, they had Jaxeria Dax uh, playing. I love that character. Old man. <laughs> yes. And she was uh, in one episode, uh, she uh, breaks the taboo and gets reunited with her, his, her ex-wife. Her. There, their ex-wife, because yeah. she oh, I remember, and they she were making presents out. as female, but she has the spirit of an old man in her body, and that right. old man used to be in relationship in love with this woman, and right. so when she shows up on on the uh, space station, they mm-hmm. rekindle their love. And I was just thinking, okay, this is great. Why can't it be two guys? How about two guys? <laughs> it's well, two again, women are unfortunately, like you know, the when we have a same-sex kiss finally mm-hmm. happen in Star Trek. It's it Anthony did. Rapp and <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right, Wilson Cruz right. and you're like mm, they're married. Mm, well, it's mm. something at least. Peanuts, they're married I guess. and they're fighting with each other and you're just right. like this is not sexy. You know <laughs> they're picking out a new bedspread together. They're like <laughs> you're not listening to my feelings. <laughs> you don't see me after I died and was rebuilt by the starship. You have just been a different person. I was like, literally I was built. I was in a dimension dimensional mm-hmm. portal and you rescued me. Of course I'm not the same person because I'm not the same person. <laughs> and, you know, that, that act- kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. That actor that plays Riker, Captain R- or Commander Riker, mm-hmm. I think. Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy, and he's an ally too. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Well, he's you know he's, nice he's the kind guy. of guy who throws his leg over the chair when he sits down on it. Hello, you know what I'm saying? For people who are fans <laughs> yeah. of Star Trek, they'll get that reference. <laughs> All right, Jack. Jack Ryan. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Yeah. We'll see you on Sunday. If you guys want to hang out with us at Pride, look for the P flag bus. Number 19. Number 19. We will be there at the beginning, but you know, Mark and I have uh, other gigs to go to. <laughs> you have a chicken leg in your future. <laughs> well, we usually like what we do is we ride the, the bus till we get to the chicken hut. <laughs> then we jump off, and we have a two-piece meal. I'm not going to make it to the chicken hut. You're not going to make it no. to the chicken hut. You're not. That's only Belmont. <laughs> but just the parade moves slowly. It moves slowly, you know? It does move slowly. You know? But we'll see. It we'll does. play it by ear. Yeah. De- we definitely shall. I look forward to seeing you two, too. And if you guys want to hang out with us in the evening, uh, we're going to be at Pride North, north of Morse. Take the red line Morse after uh, 8 o'clock at night. Yep. Uh, there will be a uh, required don- uh, an invited donation at the door, but you don't have to pay it. But the right. proceeds go to support the neighborhood. And be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, don't get your wallet stolen. When you meet us, give us suspicious looks in your eyes. There you go. <laughs> and be like, I'm watching you, Furnos. <laughs> all right jack thank all you right. so much jack i love you all right Bye. i love you guys too take it easy bye. bye jack ryan lives in chicago illinois uh what's his aol again hey jack? i'm right yeah. there so. what is it what what's your aol address hey that's right at aol.com hey that's right hey that's right at aol.com feast of fun is produced by fabulous people just like you consider yourself become a producer of the show and uh follow us on instagram twitter facebook follow feast of fun Mm -hmm. and uh more importantly you know give us some money Become a premium subscriber and access thousands, over 3,000 legendary podcasts with interviews and conversations with all your favorite people at feastoffun.com slash plus. Or join us at Patreon, patreon.com slash feastoffun. Honey, because without your financial support, we can't do it. Of course, subscribe to our uh, sibling podcast, Let's Grow Big Together, uh, which is all about bodybuilding. Building muscle and chasing your dreams for the body of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we share you a practical advice on that. And actually, people have been asking me if I could consult with them on uh, looking at what they're doing. So for $100, $99, um, I'll talk to you on the phone for an hour and look at what you're doing and uh, give you some feedback and send you in the right direction. And I'll answer any questions you have on bodybuilding. Um, cause I'm doing the same thing as you are. I'm trying to figure this out and I've been, uh, lifting weights and bodybuilding my entire life. And so, yeah, if you want to do that, just uh, message me on Instagram at Fausto Furnos and we'll set it up. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good gig. It's a pretty good gig. You I know your shit. I know my shit. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. I wish you a happy, safe pride. Have some fun. Yes, honey. Relax. Or, you know? Pride is wherever your heart is. And so live. Love you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful month.